So, Father, I just ask Adonai that the words that come forth, Lord God, are not from human origin, Adonai. You gave your Holy Spirit, Lord God, even you spoke about when they go, when the disciples go, two by two, don't even prepare, don't even prepare, don't even prepare. That's an that's a intimidating place to be of, of not preparing. It goes against the natural thinking to not prepare. But the Lord says, I'm going to give you the words. And in that, there is an exercise of trust. Of trust. Of saying, okay, Adonai, because I could prepare pretty good. If you're going out two by two, you may think of a word you want to share. You may, want to, you may think of something that would be a blessing to somebody. But when the Lord says, don't even, don't even think about what you're going to say. Because the Holy Spirit is going to give you the words at that moment. Our faith is exercised. Our trust has to be exercised. Because we're relying on, to, on him to fulfill his word. That he will give a word in season. That he will give what we need when we need it, we can prepare. But when Adonai provides, that has nothing to do with our preparations. We give glory to him because he has kept his promise to provide. And the do not prepare can be, can be we can manifest this and we can walk that out in many, many ways. In the natural, when Yeshua told them, is when they were going to go two by two to the nations, to the cities of Israel, and just declare the word of the Lord and tell people to repent. He was saying, don't prepare. But really, it's just when we go about our lives, there's a blessing in knowing that the Lord's got this thing covered. And we have to prepare like it's, it's something that we have to do. We budget. We choose what cable plan we're going to get. And for some reason, whatever cable plan you get, you get 8,000 more channels than you even need. And maybe that's the lesson, or one of the lessons, in just not preparing. Like, you, you buy these cable plans, and you're like, I watch three channels. They're like, yeah, we can't give you three channels. We're going to give you 8,000, and we're going to charge you this amount of money. Why am I saying that? I don't know. It connects somehow. We have a walk with God that is based on faith, not based on how well we can map out the walk in advance. It's a childlike faith that we have in our Father. It's a childlike faith that we have. You know, these days, because I live about 30 seconds away from the Wilsons, I wind up taking their kids to Mishkan. They're in the car. And we wind up playing the funnest games that come about on the fly. Because for some reason, Trinity can think of games that
that will last us the entire car ride. And she didn't think about it before I picked her up. As an adult, as somebody who has struggled in the past with like social phobia, like what do you say, what do you say, what do you say? There ain't no problem. If anybody struggles with social phobia, hang out with Trinity. She will ease your, ease your anxiety. Because as a child, she doesn't have to prepare. She just wants to have some fun. And if she doesn't have a Monopoly game or a Hungry Hungry Hippos game in the car, she'll say, how many green things do we pass on the road? Or I spy uh, with my little eye something to keep us occupied and entertained and even edified all throughout the journey. And it reminds me of when the Lord says, don't stop the children from coming to me, for theirs is the kingdom of God. But it doesn't just stop there, what Yeshua said. He doesn't just say, let the children come. Let the children come. He's not giving just a lesson in raising up our children. He's not just giving a lesson in teaching them about him, teaching them spiritually. He's not just giving them, he's not just giving the people and us a lesson and how to bring up and raise up and teach our children because he then continues on and says, if we don't receive the kingdom as children, we don't enter. So I'm sticking my thumb in my mouth I remember when my younger sister used to suck her thumb when I was a kid. And I remember she always would take her index finger and wrap it around her nose. He wants us to come as children. And what does that mean? I, I bet you if we just like canceled service and just had like a little Bible study on that one verse of like, what does it mean to receive the kingdom as children? And if you don't do it, you're not entering. Like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean? What is it that children have that we need? And we can answer that in so many ways, so many ways. I mean, we, can, we can talk for hours about what aspect or what personality trait um, or attribute that a child has that we need to emulate. But there's something there. There's an innocence there. And there's a level of trust. There's a level of trust. There's a level of trust. There's a level of trust that children have. There's a level of trust and innocence that when they are with their father, with their parent, even with their godfather, I'm Trinity's godfather, there's a level of trust there, a beautiful level of trust. And we even see in our Torah portion, Abraham, he's the father of faith. They call him the father of faith. The Hebrew word for faith is emunah. It's also the word for trust. 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 Anxiety makes you less trusting. Thank you, Susie. Anxiety makes you less trusting. 
So he's the father of faith. He's the father of trust. And I have, even it's the same Hebrew word, but I like the English translation better of trust. Faith tends to mean like our belief. Like I have faith in God. Like I believe he's there. Trust is this. Right? It's trusting where he's going to bring you. It's trusting you in, your, in him in your circumstances. It's trusting him in your sickness. It's trusting him in your trials. It's trusting him when you have trauma. It's trusting him when you're broke. It's trusting him when you got no gas in your tank and you got to get to work somehow. And you're praying to God, just let me get to work. Just let me get there on this little tank of gas. And somehow get home. There's a level of trust that Adonai wants to bring us to. But it's the trust of a child. It's the trust of a child. I feel that our walk with God is always about progression. 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 Moving forward. Moving forward. Moving forward. Like I've said, like that's like my own life motto. To always progress. Forward. 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 But I feel like the Lord says sometimes, I need to, in order for you to progress, you need to regress. Because he wants us to be like a child. He wants us to have the faith of a child, the simple trust of a child. And never to come out of that. Like the normal progression of the child is you become old enough to be independent. That's what we want for our children, even as parents. We want them to grow up, establish their own voice, find their way, get a job, whatever it is, get married. You know, we want that for our children. But we, and, and parents kind of get to this point, my gosh, Kiara's 13, what the heck? Like, how is this happening so quickly? Eddie, I was talking to Eddie the other day. Eddie was doing our live stream over there. You know where he's applying to? Harvard. I'm like, Harvard, that's it? Like, you're, you know, you're, you're shortchanging yourself there, Mr. Eddie, Harvard, you know. They grow up. They grow up. Mike and Nathan are growing up. And they grow up fast. And they find their own voice. And then there's a blessing of the parents to kind of allow the separation. And it must be hard. When we see that separation, when we have to allow it, when they are finding themselves and now you're not their hero anymore. And then mom and dad is not hero anymore. And then we're in the car with you. They don't want to play I spy with my, what is it? Little eye. They don't want to play that game. They want to put the headphones on and listen to some music. This is what happens with children as they grow up, and parents want to encourage their independence. God never wants us to lose that, uh, that dependence on him. Never wants us to lose the dependence on him. God never wants us to lose that. He never wants us to lose it in order to progress. Sometimes we have to regress and trust him like a child trusts.
children have no problem asking questions. Daddy, what's that? Daddy, what's that? It's a tree. Daddy, what's that? It's a car. Daddy, what's that? It's a sign. Daddy, what's that? It's the sky. Daddy, what's that? Is there something in that that the Lord wants us to have? The children are always learning. They're sponges. These kids are sponges. I think God is saying that my people have lost their sponginess. They're not asking me simple questions anymore. The relationship becomes complicated. Religion makes it complicated. Theology makes it complicated. Church even sometimes can make it complicated. Everything can become complicated. This is when we become a little bit too adult. And maybe we need to kind of go back to simple relationship with God. Simple relationship with God. And the simplicity of the relationship with God starts with questions. Daddy, I have a boo-boo. Daddy, I hurt my knee. Daddy, this guy in school's picking on me. Daddy, I don't know if I'm going to pass my test. Daddy. I need help, Daddy. And I believe that if we approach him like a child, God will train us up like a child. And if you're going to take some homework out of this, I want you to get back into the habit of asking God, for the simplest things in your life. And I mean this. Try it. Ask God to help you remove the stain on your shirt. Adonai, Adonai, I spilled some milk on my shirt. No, oil, oil's hard to get out. Susie came to me the other day. She's like, didn't you find some hack online about how to get oil out of a shirt? I don't know. I spilled some oil on my shirt. And I'm not even just saying that like as a metaphor for something other, other part of your life. I'm saying pray that. I'm saying go before the Lord with the simplest, silliest, childlike things in your life. I don't know. I lost my left sock. I know I put it in that dryer. But I can't find it, Adonai, but you know where it is. You may think this is silly or stupid. I'm telling you that our maturity is in our childlike trust of him. And our childlike trust of him begins with us asking him for the silliest things. And I believe he's saying, try me. Test me on this. Try me on this. Ask me about the silliest things. Ask me where that sock is that you lost. Ask me. Ask me. 
ask me. We see that with Jeremiah. We see that with Samuel. These were powerful prophets that were trained up when they were children. Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah, what do you see? This is a father. This is a teacher training up a prophet like a child. Do you understand? I believe that this is where we need to be. I feel the Lord saying, you have known me for many, many years, for decades and decades and decades. I need you to be a child. And I'm going to train you as a child. Samuel, Samuel, what, what, Eli, Eli, what, that was you, were you calling me? No, 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 that was the voice of the Lord. Listen again. And when, he's, when you hear the word, Samuel, Samuel, answer, I'm here, Lord. I'm here. This is God training up children. I believe that God wants us to be in that place because when we realize that he's not only the God of the cancer, but he's the God of the lost left sock, we will have stronger faith for the bigger things. We have two cats. And the cats have toys. And we keep our, the cat toys on our bed. And every morning, Boaz the cat, with his small nose <laughs> and his pug-like breathing because of his nose, goes up there. And Susie and I are sitting every morning and we have our coffee, and all of a sudden we hear in the distance, Rah! and then we hear, <laughs> and then we look at the stairs, and here comes Boaz with one of his toys. He's got a bug, he's got a mouse, he's got a string, and he's got a schmooey toy. That's the toy that Susie named. I don't know why it's called a shmooey toy. It's this red thing. And he, he we don't know whichever one he's going to pick. And then he has this little Godzilla called a Catzilla, which is really apropos because he sounds like Godzilla. But we don't know which one he's going to bring. And we hear the, oh, here he comes. What's he going to bring? What's he going to bring? And he does this all the time. And he seems to give it to us. It's his little gift to his parents. Thank God it ain't a dead mouse, for real, or a live mouse, <laughs> or a dead rabbit, because this is what these animals do, right? They'll, they'll kill something for real. Well, that's, that's what he does, right? And we always keep it on the bed, so he goes up, and every morning, he does it. And every now and again during the day, he'll do it for us also. But when we go out, he'll also do it. We'll come home and be one of these carcasses, like right by the door. It's his little gift to us. It's important to Boaz. And if it's important to Boaz, it's important to mommy. It's really not that important to me, but it's important to Susie. And every now and again, Boaz the cat will take one of his carcai, carcasses. Carcai is plural for carcass. It works. And he'll bring it somewhere, and we don't know where it is. 
So we go to bed, and Susie's like, where's the shmooey toy? I'm like, I don't know. It's in the house somewhere. We can't go to bed without the shmooey toy. So here I am. Now i got to get up. And I'm searching around the house, basement, litter box, everything, for the shmooey toy. Well, recently, we couldn't find the shmooey toy. It was gone. I'm like, I don't know. Where, where's the shmooey? So I don't know where it is. But when I tell you that I feel that Adonai is speaking and has been speaking to me about lifting up the smallest things, the smallest things, the smallest things, the smallest things. You know, there was a Havara like 100 years ago. Like we, we've been having a Havara group at my house and like we kind of paused because we were on vacation and holidays, yada, yada, yada. But there was one where like I said something and, and Val is one of the, one of the many ordinations and um, appointments and anointings that Val has is to correct me when I speak negatively. And I give her that permission spiritually. Like if I say, yeah, it's not going to happen. Up, 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 up. Okay, Father, I lift it up to you. It's okay to have a negative thought, but pray. And I really feel God told me to do that. Pray. Don't just say it, pray it. Don't just say it, pray it. Oh, I'm concerned about this or that. Don't, okay, great. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. That verse assumes you're anxious about something. That's why it's saying, be anxious about nothing, but pray. But pray. So pray in all things, just pray. And the Lord has really been working with me on that. Really been working with me on that. Pray in every little thing. And this is what I'm bringing forth. So I'm like, of course, okay, Adonai, Lord God, you know where the shmooey toy is. All of a sudden, we're going to bed, and I hear, it was our other cat, Jonah. He was locked in our bedroom closet. I don't know when he got in there or how he got in there, but I heard him in the closet. So I opened the door. He comes, runs out. Like a bat out of, right? Bat out of hell. And then right there where he was, was the shmooey toy. How did that happen? I, we've never in our lives seen the shmooey toy in our closet. Never. And I'm like, I don't know. You answered that prayer. We go on vacation to Europe for two weeks. We come back, and the little bug toy is gone. Susie's convinced that it was in the litter box, and one of our cat sitters scooped it. And she's like, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And I'm like, let's pray, let's pray. Father, Father, Daddy, you know where the, sh you know where the bug toy is. You know where it is. It was missing for like a month. Seems like it's gone. I was literally praying the other day. I just like, where is this thing? I'm like, you know, I got to do my own. I got to do my own efforts. You know what I mean? I got to, got to try, right? Like I was saying, so at some point you got to try yourself. I'm looking through everything, and I'm like, I can't find it. I go in the basement. I'm, I'm picking up junk and seeing if it's under the junk. I can't find this darn thing. And I pray out the night, Father, 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 you know where it is. Where is the bug toy? 
I go to take my shower. I come out of the shower. I open the door. The toy's right by the door, right there. I'm like, what? I look for both cats. They're both fast asleep. Like, what in the world? How is this, is this possible? It just seems impossible. It was like, right. It was a riot. I had to take a picture of it. I texted the Sue. She's freaking out at Roger Williams Hospital. And I feel like the Lord's saying, do you see it? Pray over the little things. Pray over the little things in your life. And your faith, your trust will be like a child. And if your trust is like a child, you will inherit the kingdom. Thank you, Father. So this is what I bring forth to you. Pray over the shmooey toys of your life. Pray over the shmooey toys of your life. If I make that the title of this message when I put it onto social media, I'm not sure if that's going to make people listen to it or ignore it. But pray over the shmooey toys of your life. The kingdom of heaven is for the children. And we cannot lose that level of innocence and trust before the Lord. Because I know we have things in our life that's far bigger than the shmooey toy. I know we do. I know we do. But I'm giving you some homework. Pray over the small things. Trust him in that. We've gotten too adult. We think that God doesn't care. We think that this is too small a thing for the kingdom of God. We need to move back. We need to move back from this place of we think is like maturity and adulthood. But really it's a place of we've become a little too independent. And God wants us to go back to a place of dependence. We're going to need to be side by side with him. And I believe that God wants us close to him, close to him. You know, there was a time when the bus stops were like down the road. And the kids used to walk to school. I think something happened in society these days where parents kind of realize that that's really not safe for them to kind of go on their own. On their own. Bus stops are like at every house. And it kind of upsets me when I'm on the road. Because I'm the one that's got to get stuck behind these buses that has to stop at 3 Main Street and then 7 Main Street. Like, couldn't you just come to 3 Main Street, you little kid? You got to have the bus stop right at your home. But there's something true in that. We need to stay close to our parents, to our Father in Heaven. We need to stay close to our Father in Heaven. It's very easy for us as adults to move away. So, Father, I just pray for an increase of trust through a decrease of our independence on you, God, because we need to be close to you, and the kingdom of God is at hand, and you say the kingdom of God is inherited by the children, and those who don't come as children don't enter in. 
Father. So we want to be lockstep with you, Lord God. We want to be lockstep with you, Father. We want to be so close to you, Lord God, that we ask you and speak to you about everything. We want to play I Spy with you. And we want to get back to that. He's a good, good father. He's a good father. He's a good father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So let's end this service. We're going to just pray over some big things with faith. There's some folks here I know that aren't feeling well. And they told me even before the service they're not feeling well. If you need some prayer for your health, you come forward. And we're just going to pray over you as a congregation. And we'll just exercise that trust.